Well, uh, as I said earlier, uh, battling a bit of a man flu. I haven't actually had a flu in many, many years, lots of colds, but flu's another level. And, um, and of course, uh, you know, it had to be this week. Um, and what a week, you know, finding out about the community transmission that's been spread. Um, and also the week of my birthday uh, on Friday, it was my 39th birthday. And I had some, I love birthdays. I get very excited about birthdays. Um, and I um, I had a whole plan about how my birthday was going to unfold. My, uh, I'm going to go for a run with Jen and have food, lots and lots of food. I, I like to be a big piggy on my birthday and uh, and I was going to have friends around and we were going to watch um, concerts on my home theatre and I was so looking forward to all of this and uh, wound up just spending the day in bed and uh, still not feeling 100% unfortunately. Uh, and you know 2020 has been like that right? <laughs> seen so much of this stuff going on where we have plans and, uh, and then things happen and it's like oh man this is not the way I thought it was going to play out. And I hope that you're doing okay. I know like, you know, all of the uncertainty this week, just it's stressful, it brings stuff up. And it's, uh, it's so challenging. And, um, and I pray that you can be super gentle on yourself at this time and be kind to yourself and apply the fruit of the Spirit to yourself, you know, to be kind and gentle on yourself. Good place to practice all that stuff. Um, I just want to encourage us today, you know, we have this amazing opportunity to be incredible witnesses to the world uh, about the peace of God and about the way of God. We have this incredible opportunity to be witnesses of His grace and of His truth. And, um, and that is mostly in how we go about this time, not just in what we do or say. It's like the, the, the character and the very, the, 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 what we carry through this time uh, really will, will determine whether we are a great witness for God through all of the pressure of the season uh, or not. And I remember at Bible college a number of years ago, I remember hearing about this idea of God of the second breath. I can't remember what Desert Father or Mystic it was, but um, the idea that, uh, that when something happens unexpected, our first reaction is a very human reaction, but if we can invite God into that second breath and just stop and pause and invite God into that space that uh, we can react with, uh, in a godly way. Uh, even when pressure goes on. I, uh, as most of you know, I've, I'm very broken when it comes to how I drive. I have very, very high expectations about how other people should drive. And if those expectations aren't met on the road, I get very Greek and mamma mia, port of And uh, Jen's constantly having to remind me to, uh, to have kingdom driving. And, uh, and that's often because if someone you know, cuts me off or doesn't drive the speed limit or anything like that, I get oh, this first reaction. And, uh, and what we're talking about here is that second breath of peace and of pausing and of inviting God into that space. Uh, interesting, in, in Galatians chapter 5, it talks about uh, the things of the flesh. So like, what are these kind of first breath type things? and the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> and uh, it's interesting in the, the acts of the flesh, it talks about all sorts of really full-on things, but um, a couple of things that stood out for me were things like discord, dissension, factions. There's something that uh, when we're just following our flesh, like it's very divisive, it's very divisive. It, 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 
uh, it doesn't bring people together. And um, and the, at the moment, with all the um, political kind of dynamics going on uh, during an election year, and with all of the um, COVID pandemic response around the world and all that stuff, it's a time where I think we have to watch ourselves very closely because uh, I think there is some, uh, the, like, the fruit of the Spirit remains how we want to uh, how we want to live, what we want to be known for. Um, Fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 verse 22 is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think women seen an incredible example of what that looks like in real terms um, with the leadership of Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, who's a Christian, follower of Jesus. He actually worships in a church in Eastbourne, Wellington, that's led by my old boss, John Hughes. And um, and I've just been so impressed with uh, with what I would contend as the fruit of the spirit manifest under enormous pressure. He hasn't thrown us lollies. He uh, he's been very kind and gentle and very self controlled with all the rubbish that gets thrown at him. And um, and I've just been like, oh wow, what a great witness. That, like this is actually what our reputation should be as as Christians is that we would have that sort of measure and civility. Uh, a vineyard pastor in the states that I'm spending a lot of time uh, engaging with at the moment, very very helpful stuff. He talks about reclaiming uh, civility in an uncivil world, and he talks about public politeness, Rich Nathan. And he says it means simply that we display tact, moderation, and good manners towards people who are different than us or with whom we disagree. Civility is not just public, it is in internal. Civility is a heart commitment in which we want to see other people flourish. Um, there's so much in the scriptures that, that, that talk about what it looks like to live like this. Um, James 3, 17 to 18, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. It's interesting, eh? wisdom that comes from heaven is pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And then he says, peacemakers who sow in peace will reap a harvest of righteousness. The, the Bible is calling us to this highest standard of how we communicate and how we live. And you must remember that, that, that all of these passages were written not in times of peace and tranquility, but of times of incredible pressure uh, on every sphere. And, uh, and as the uh, apostles reflected on the life of Jesus, they, come to, they came to these conclusions. This is what is the priority for the follower of Jesus to be people that are filled with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. To be people peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, impartial, sincere, people who are known as peacemakers. Uh, this, is, this is the challenge, friends, is to, to be a witness in a world that's so divisive right now, and that, to be people filled with this sort of uh, life, the life I would contend of Jesus. But how do we do that, man? It's just, I would contend it's impossible to, at the moment, outwork that sort of life without being deeply connected to Jesus. It's just, it's too tough. 
it's too tough to do it without him at the moment. Beth Moore wrote some fantastic stuff uh, this week on Twitter and, um, and she said this prosperity according to the gospel is the full recognition and embrace of our complete reliance upon Jesus Christ. Abundant life is the effervescent um, abundance of his spirit in our lives. The Sermon on the Mount in a nutshell. Blessed are you if you need me for you shall have me. And this, brothers and sisters, is why I'm convinced that if we return our hearts, souls, minds and energies to Jesus Christ as our first love, our priority, affection and our magnificent obsession, we are quite possibly on the cusp of the biggest move of God we've ever witnessed. I, I agree. I, I think there's, a, there's, there's pressure on every life I talk to at the moment. Deep pressure. And... Uh, I want to get my pompons out this morning and say, let our response, our second breath be running to God, running to him. Now is the time that we learn to abide, to remain in him. Now is the time to truly discover God as our refuge in the midst of all of this pressure. We desperately need people who are carrying the presence and the peace of God in the midst of all the challenges right now. And it's going to require us to be very intentional and very disciplined about how we live our lives. Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 9 verse 24 and 25 says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Paul's saying here that this is the time to have to have discipline in, in how we live our lives. To be intentional. Uh, it's not going to happen by just hoping it will. As uh, we sung in that song, and as Jesus said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, it's about applying, it's about the application of this to our lives. What does it look like to be deeply connected to the source of peace in a very anxious and stressed world? And so um, lots of ways that that can unfold. And I'd um, really, like if you're not in a home church, I'd love you to be in one because at the moment our home churches are exploring how to cultivate a deeper devotional life and, um, and it's just the most important um, uh, element of our lives, I would contend at the moment, that, that we, we need to contend for and choose. And one of the things that our guys in the home churches will be looking at this week is how we can use liturgical and set prayers uh, to, to have that, uh, that, that kind of deeper devotional life. Now, before you all switch off and get super bored, can I just say this, that there's two types of prayers. There's uh, Historically, there's um, the spontaneous sort of prayers, uh, uh, what Ronald Rollheiser calls effective prayer, and uh, liturgical prayers, or what uh, Ronald Rollheiser calls priestly prayers, whatever. But uh, but the idea that, of course, we have these these things that have just been spontaneous in our prayers and and, um, and talking to God from what's in our heart. But you know, it's only very, very recently that um, the church has really only talked about that side of praying. And in fact, uh, there's so many prayers that we can pray that help us to engage with God, uh, particularly when we feel really overwhelmed and we're not sure what to pray. Um, it's fascinating that in Acts chapter 2, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. If you look at the original Greek, there's very clear, it says the uh, uh, definitive article, uh, prayers, plural, the prayers. So for example, if I said to you, you know, it's important that you pray right now, so okay, you know, I'll do my very best. Uh, this is all riffing off Brian Zahn, by the way, our home church leaders will see this uh, this week. Um, but if I said to you, you know, devote yourself to the prayers, the next logical question is, well, what? What prayers? And so um, I find praying set prayers incredibly helpful when I'm especially feeling very overwhelmed. 
uh, when life's throwing curveballs at you, when you're feeling, uh, you know, uh, just really, um, you know, like what do you, when you're scattered <laughs> and you're not sure what to pray. So, for example, on Wednesday night, we heard all this news about the community transmission. And, um, and then I, I wake up on Thursday feeling all spit spun out um, by all sorts of things. What I was reading on the news, what I was reading on social media and all the rest of it, just feeling just quite agitated and a bit stressed. And I didn't quite know what to pray. So I turned to uh, these set prayers that I can pray that just really help me connect with God. And I began to pray these prayers. I began to pray, Father God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, God of Israel, God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, true and living God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, have mercy and hear our prayer. Oh, as soon as I began to pray, and, and I said these out loud here in my little office, um, as soon as I began to pray those prayers, I just felt like these prayers were carrying me. And rather than me having to try and work out what to pray, I could dive into these deeper prayers, these prayers that were wiser than I could ever, ever say, deeper than I could, I could hope to pray. They've been vetted by the church. They've been said thousands upon thousands of times. And in particular, as I worked through these prayers, I was very struck as I, I prayed through the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. I was just soaking in these prayers. The prayer of St. Francis of Assisi was very, it really spoke to me again lord make me an instrument of your peace where there is hatred let me so love in the midst of all of that's going on i i just worked my way through these prayers and it was just like oh i just felt the peace and the presence of god and i had all sorts of things i thought i should post or i should email or write i was all tuned up and the peace of god came and I was, I left that time of prayer just committed to being an instrument of God's peace, an instrument of his love, to bring hope and light and joy and peace. And, uh, and so uh, if you look on our website um, on, uh, under Home Church Resources, you can download these prayers. Um, but, but it's important at this time that we, uh, that we sit with Jesus. I know I've said this countless times, but I just want to say it once more. Let's be people that sit with Jesus, enjoy him, that daily we're in his, intentionally in his presence and we're sitting with him. And that would be people of deep contemplation. You know, my, my absolute desire is that we would be people that love the things of the Holy Spirit, but it also would be people that love the things of contemplation, of stillness, of gazing upon our Heavenly Father and just enjoying his presence. And when we do that, it shifts us from places of fear and anger and, and being tuned up. And it helps us to once more see the world through the lens of love that God himself sees the world. It helps us to see the world through a lens of love. It chills us out. <laughs> and so um, this morning as we finish, uh, I'd like to uh, finish by taking communion. Uh, I'd like to finish by us coming to the table and um, let me just quickly grab elements here and you can um, you can uh, take some yourself if you want to run and uh, and get some elements now feel free to do that or you could choose to um, just uh, really engage and let me take it on your behalf 
But let me just uh, invite you this morning to come to a place where we can have a bit of a reset, where we can um, lay down our burdens, lay down our frustrations, where we can um, we can rest in his mercy. I don't know how you found this week. I'm sure that most of us have, have really struggled and, um, and have felt a lot of the emotions that we've all been feeling. But this morning we get to sit with him and rest with him and we get to enjoy him. And so I'd love us to uh, spend this time now uh, coming to the table and engaging with Jesus and his grace and his mercy. And so we come to the table this morning, this table that has been prepared, not of the church, but of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's been made ready for those who love the Lord a little and those who would like to love him more. Everyone is invited to take a seat at this table, the certain, the uncertain, the faithful and the doubters. And so I invite you to come this morning, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have followed faithfully and you who have tried and failed. There is always a space for you at this table. Come not because of your own goodness, but because of the goodness of God. Come and meet the risen Christ. Come and eat from the tree of life rediscovered. Open your heart to Jesus and receive the salvation of God. For Jesus is the bread of life, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So come to where heaven and earth overlap the table of the Lord and receive the life of Christ as your own in Jesus' name. And so I invite you to uh, this morning come to uh, take uh, the bread and to uh, remember a body that was broken for you and to also come and take the cup and to drink uh, the blood that uh, the, the symbol of the blood that was shed for us blood of the new covenant that means that we are now people that live in the grace and mercy of God and so let's just take some time to do that this morning. And if you are meeting with um, folks in homes, then uh, it'd be lovely just to find out if there's any needs in uh, the group and just to pray for each other and to encourage one another and to invite the God of peace, of all peace, of all comfort to come and breathe upon us afresh his life and his peace and his presence and so god bless your friends we'll keep you updated with uh, what's happening uh, in terms of life of our church but thank you for engaging this morning and now let's just spend some more time just in his presence encouraging one another god bless you